0: Order in the entertainment court. Let's get judging.
1: Happy New court Year. Court is now in session. Happy New Year, Judge Krause. Happy New Year to you. Nice to hear your voice. It, uh, Yeah, I can't believe another year has gone by. So many courses moved through. that. I wish the real courts were as efficient as your court. <laughs> well, let's get right at it. We have three big cases today. And what's the first one? The New York Times
0: is suing OpenAI and Microsoft, accusing them of using millions of the newspaper's articles without permission to help train artificial intelligence uh, technologies. The Times said it's the first major U.S. media organization to sue OpenAI and Microsoft, which created ChatGPT and other AI platforms over copyright issues. In another story, legendary music producers Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis are also speaking out about the challenges as AI poses to the music industry. So my question to you is, do we need rules for AI as Jimmy Jam and uh, Terry
1: Lewis would like, or is it the new Wild West? I think this is uh, a civil case, and I think the courts need to come up with some rules in the absence of some legislation because it is concerning. It's not that uh, AI is stealing their information and then using it, it's that AI is being fed with content uh, that was written for a purpose and is owned, the copyright is owned. And the same thing with people using your voice, Richard Krauss, or my voice, and mm-hmm. feeding it into an AI algorithm from which it can learn tempo and meter and style and develop its own. So yeah, I think copyright is a valid concern and the court needs to sort this out in the absence of law.
2: Absolutely. We need more rules around uh, AI, more regulation around AI. I'm in favor of that because at the end of the day, it only hurts the artists, the artists who have copyrighted work and material. And if they're not being paid for the use of their work, uh, that's just theft to me.
0: Here's my verdict. In the last year, artificial intelligence has quickly become the biggest topic of conversation for creatives working in music and entertainment. Writers, songwriters, producers, visual artists, and journalists, among many others, have all felt the cold, bony hand of AI on their work. And I think it's time, before it's too late, to put some rules in place for the use of AI before it becomes completely ubiquitous. I admit, it's possible that I've watched The Terminator too many times, But I think we need to police AI before it goes all Skynet and replaces the human touch that makes great art. Great. AI can write a song, pen an article, and write a poem. It can do those things, but it's using already established work as an inspiration. I know artists do that as well. Pablo Picasso is widely quoted as having said that good artists borrow, great artists steal, but good artists take what they've learned and filter it through their very human imaginations to create something new, something inspired by their own sensibilities. AI does the same thing, but without the benefit of imagination or personal style. There is no skill or talent in AI. We've already seen an unauthorized AI generated song featuring Drake and The Weeknd garnered millions of views before it was removed. If we are not careful now, it may be too late by the time we take action. And that is my verdict. Judge Krause, what is your next case? But well, we all know what TikTok is. The very popular video sharing app plays hosts to short form videos, everything from makeup tutorials to the, the descriptions of the worst torture methods used throughout history. If you use the app, you'll also notice that wedged in between the cat videos and the best fight ever clips are movies and television broken into an annoying number of smaller segments. And they're very popular, like Tyler Swi- like Taylor Swift popular. But is it right? Is it the right thing to do? So my question to you is, is it promotion or is it piracy?
2: Oh, it's absolutely piracy when you're uploading whole episodes or movies onto TikTok. And my goodness, I, I didn't think there was a worse possible way to watch a movie than on your phone. Turns out it might be even worse on TikTok. <laughs> However, I do think we should be careful to protect users who are using materials to, to create film criticism, right? To, to generate new critical discourse around these movies and TV shows using those clips. But at the end of the day, if you're just uploading whole movies, Movies or TV shows uh, that absolutely shouldn't be happening.
1: I think even if you're putting together compilations, best funniest uh, pranks from The Office, for example, that is piracy. We already have fair use copyright laws that allows for what Ben is talking about, but it wouldn't allow for what a lot of people are using it for: piracy.
0: Here's my verdict. Breaking down a movie into smaller segments and posting it on TikTok without the permission of the people who made the show is piracy, plain and simple. People will claim that posting these clips is promotion, but what they actually mean is that it's promotion for their page, a way of getting clips without creating content of their own. It is lazy and it's turning TikTok into the world's largest piracy site. More than that, it displays a new carefree attitude toward the creative work of others. The same people who are posting these movie and television clips would probably never go into a store and steal a shirt, or if they did, they would never post about it on TikTok, and yet they don't think twice about stealing content from another creator. But hey, it's just a movie, or hey, it's just a TV show. The movies and the shows have become devalued, and even though TikTok has a policy against uploading existing intellectual property, the clips keep coming, turning stories. Uh, that people worked hard to create into memes. If the recent writer and actor strikes taught us anything, it's that not everyone who makes movies is a gazillionaire, and as such, don't deserve to have their work exploited for free. And that is my verdict. And what is your final case, Judge Krauss? We've got three minutes. American press writer Jake Coyle reports that for the first time in more than two decades, the top three movies at the box office this year did not include a sequel or a remake. It was Barbie, Super Mario Brothers movie, and Oppenheimer that topped the charts. The last time this happened was in 2001, so it's been a long time. So my question to you is, given that superhero movies and their endless reboot sequels and reimaginings, which have dominated the world movie business for the last decade, seem to be making
1: less of an impact has more of the same lost its appeal for moviegoers i hope so i think so i hate sequels i hate reboots i hate remakes let's have some original content
2: i'm really hoping that we're seeing a big turn in hollywood towards the original movies for adults what a concept i really hope this trend keeps going Here's my verdict. Eight years ago, Steven
0: Spielberg predicted that the superhero movie would one day, quote, go the way of the Western. Turns out Spielberg may know a thing or two about how the movie biz works. Nothing lasts forever. There was a time when John Wayne and Randolph Scott were guaranteed to draw a crowd, but those days have passed. The movies, like everything else, are cyclical. I don't think superhero movies are exactly kryptonite to audiences. After all, Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 3 made almost 900 million dollars Worldwide and Spider Man across the Spider Verse did almost 700 million, but there seems to be a shift away from spandex and capes. When a three hour black and white biopic about a theoretical physicist can make almost a billion dollars at the box office, something is definitely up. Disney head honcho Bob Iger acknowledges that superhero movies have suffered greatly from too many films and series leading to, quote, diluted quality. Now it's up to Hollywood to embrace the change, to read the room and embrace the shift in audience attention. And that is my verdict.
1: Goodness, three for three today, Richard Kraus. <laughs> I like it. There you go. And I, I, let's get some, there are talented people in Hollywood and even more talented people that Hollywood could discover who have original ideas. Let's go find them, I say. I'm here, all here. for it. Richard Krause is uh, our judge during Entertainment Court. He's also the host of the podcast Last Call with Richard Krause. Thanks for your time today, sir. Have a great, happy New Year's Eve. I will. You too. Thanks to Ben Harrison, my producer and uh, co-host during the Entertainment Court session, who also was correct, I think, three for three. That doesn't happen very often. Coming up next, Matt Cause from TSN will join me, and I will put to him either the question... What went wrong or how did they pull it off? Canada versus Sweden has completed.